Welcome to the Heme Consult Podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear woman of color and hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Anwemena. Every Sunday, Dr. Anwemena will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Welcome to the Heme Consults Podcast. I am Tessie Anwemena, your host. I'm a hematologist. I am also a fitness enthusiast. And today I am also going to be a, hmm, I'll be a scientist. <laughs> I am many things. Today, one of the things I am also is sister and friend. Yes. And it's going to be interesting because this is a story about competition today. And the theme for this particular episode comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. But before I get on with this podcast episode, I just want to encourage you, oh woman of color in hematology, that you are the best version of yourself ever. And you might pause and say, what? I'm no good. <laughs> Yes, that would be the wrong answer. You're awesome. You're phenomenal. Look, look at how far you've come. Okay, I'm going to bet that you're older than 10 if you're listening to me. Probably more likely than not. You're older than 10. Your one-year-old self is a different self from the one that you are now. And you're like, oh yeah, okay, okay, yes. Yeah, so I've grown a little bit. So I've come a little bit further. Okay. But I'm nowhere near the amazing person that you're talking about. But you are. Think about who you were a year ago and where you are now. All the knowledge that you've acquired, all the things that you've done. These are things that you couldn't have done 10 years ago. That is pretty incredible. So you're the best version of yourself today, especially when we are comparing you with who you used to be. And guess what? You are not the version of yourself that you're going to be five years from now. You're not the version of yourself that you're going to be 10 years from now because you're going to be supercharged. You're going to be so much more awesome. Wow. So whoever you are today, which is already pretty incredible, and I know because you're listening to me, you're going to be so much better tomorrow and then the next day and then the next day after that. You are phenomenal. You're wonderful. You're amazing. And you are becoming more and more amazing every day. And I'm super excited. <laughs> I am super excited to discover that person, to meet you, recognizing all the iterations of you that have come before and are going to continue to come because you're someone who's given to self-improvement and self-development and you're just phenomenal and you're becoming more phenomenal. In fact, 10 years from now, we're not going to be able to use the word phenomenal for you because you just be bigger than phenomenal. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see the transformation that's happening in you. And I want to thank you for this opportunity to talk with you today. 
So in today's episode, I want to tell a story that doesn't come from medicine. And I love this story. It makes me laugh. And I hope that you'll get a laugh or two out of it. (laughs) While also seeing how it is relevant to your career, how it could be relevant to your life as well. So this story actually begins in 2020, just pre-pandemic. It's happening elsewhere in the world. We think it's not coming to us, but it's on its way and we don't know. Anyway, at that time, I had settled into this lifestyle of exercise. I exercised daily and I have a buddy and this is actually a buddy who at that time I had never met yet. We were buddies via, um, via our Apple watches and she's my sister's very good friend. And we had connected via Apple Watch and she lived six hours ahead of me in another part of the world. Now I would wake up and she's already exercised. And so I would know that, okay, there's my accountability. She's exercised. It's my turn too. So we had that relationship going and I was good. I was exercising every day. On the weekends, I might exercise more lightly, take a walk or something, but I was, you know, exercising daily. I felt like I was meeting my fitness goals and I felt good about that. And so. The four of us, so my exercise buddy, who's six hours ahead of me, and two sisters are part of this group. And we had done a fitness competition a couple of years before. And so we had established this WhatsApp group. And every so often we would check in and say, how is everyone doing with their fitness goals? That kind of thing. Anyway, so one of my sisters comes on um, this forum and she says we should do a competition. And we all groan because we're like, oh, competition. We've done this competition thing before. My buddy who was in England won that competition and she, I think we, it it just, it just didn't turn out to be a fair competition. It was a weight loss. Okay. Let me say it was a weight loss competition. And (laughs) I'm not going to say that my exercise buddy cheated, but she would lose weight and then she would not lose weight and then she would gain it back and then she would lose weight and then she would gain it back. And so somehow she was able to gain the system where whatever way we set up the competition She actually lost no weight. By the end of the competition, she was exactly the same weight as she was when she started, but somehow she won. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So because of that, I mean, she won. And so now three of us sisters and a friend and she won. And so we're like, we're not doing this competition thing again because it's clearly rigged. But we were all like, okay, if we're going to do a competition, we've got to make sure it really counts and that there is a potential for everyone to win and you can't game the system. But I said, wait a minute, I don't need an exercise competition. I don't need a fitness competition. But my sister who brought up this idea was like, well, you know, it will really help us meet our fitness goals. And I was like, but I'm already meeting my fitness goals. But I kind of like the idea of competition because she was like, well, we'll put money in a pot and whoever wins gets the money. (laughs) Ooh, so now she was speaking my language because you know what? Mm, I can compete. Mm. I was like, okay, tell me more. Tell me more. This sounds good. Four of us putting money in a pot. And at the end, the person who wins, wins. So we all eventually, four of us decided we were going to do the competition. And we, we were like, if we're going to do this competition, it can't be the same fluke of a competition it was last time. It's got to be real. And so we came up with three categories of this competition. Category number one was going to be exercise minutes. And so every one of us had a smartwatch and you were like, your smartwatch has to document that you've had these exercise minutes. And if you can demonstrate your smartwatch's output of your exercise minutes, then that's how you score in this category. Category number two was steps. 
your smartwatch is also able to keep track of your steps and you're going to see how many steps you got. And then we came up with a third category and the third category was climbing the stairs. And so if you climb hills, depending on the kind of smart device you have, it counts it as flights of steps. And so we also put that in the competition. Now, what's interesting is that we're all in different parts of the world. I'm in North Carolina. My other sister's in North Carolina, a little bit further away. Our friend is in England and my other sister's in New York. So we're all in different places trying to do this competition. We sign on to this competition. And for when we first start, this is January, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to let this competition make me crazy. I know my fitness goals. This is my goal. This is what I'm going to meet. I'm not going to let the competition make me crazy. At the end of the first month, when we put all our numbers together, I was like, you did what? (laughs) So my sisters had gone above and beyond and more. I was like, you did how how many minutes? What? And at the end of that month, I did not win any of the categories. Hmm. But I was like, game on. Game on. February, I was at the gym every day. I was walking all the time. I was just like, okay, we're going to win this competition. I'm not playing. I was just going strong. And by the time we got to the end of February, now we were talking. Now it was like, okay, okay, yeah, we're close. I still didn't win. I still didn't win any of the categories that month. But now I was kind of like, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was definitely like putting in some competition. Like I was, I was forced to be reckoned with in that second month. And then the third month, as you know, was March of the pandemic and everything shut down. So my gym shut down. And for many of us, things shut down and we weren't able to go out and get exercise. And I started getting creative about exercising at home. So January, February in the competition, I was very much like, go to the gym, exercise, go to the gym, go to the gym. But now March happened, gym was shut down. And then I had to start being creative about exercise. And I, and I started getting creative. March, April, I was just like, all of a sudden I was crazy. I would wake up at 4 a.m. because, I mean, these women were not joking. Like, they were serious about the competition. And every month, people were doing the kinds of things. I was like, what? So I was just like, game on. Wake up at 4 a.m., exercise for an hour. Then I would do some work. Then the children would wake up. Then I would exercise while I was getting them ready for school. And then it would be time for work. And then it would be time for a meeting. I would exercise during the meeting. You know, we're all on Zoom at this point, right? So I would put my camera off, and then I would be running while the meeting was going on. So every meeting I was running, every activity where I didn't have to be on camera, I was running. I was running. I will tell you that I got to a point where I was running a marathon every other day. And you're saying this is not true. And I'm just going to tell you that I totally did it. And I was doing it in my house. I would not stop running. I would wake up and run. I would like, you know, work a little bit, then I would get up and run every meeting I was running. I was running people five, six hours a day. I was averaging over a million steps a month. I was not playing and I was crazy. I will tell you the truth. I was crazy. My toes were getting numb. I was just in pain all the time, but I would start running and all the pain would go away. (laughs) And I finally got to the point I was thinking strategy. I was like, you know what? I can't do this flights thing. My sister lived in New York and she was killing that category because wherever she was, she was hilly and she lived at the top of five flights of stairs. She was just winning all the time. 
and I, in our little house, my fitness tracker couldn't pick up the steps. No matter how many times I went up and down, it just wouldn't pick it up. I wasn't gaining in that category. So I was just like, I'm going to put all my energy and effort into the steps and the exercise minutes category. I was just going strong. My feet hurt. I couldn't feel my toes. Everything was numb, but I just kept going because I was like, I'm going to win this competition. It got to a point in our house where my husband would be like, babe, we're watching a movie. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not stopping because wherever my sisters are, they're probably exercise. <laughs> and, and I had this crazy story. But my sisters and my friend, they had the same crazy story because my sister was like, I couldn't, I couldn't go to bed. I was like, I need, I need 10,000 more steps. I'm not going to bed until I get 10,000 more in. And, and all, everywhere, all our families are like, what is going on with this competition? My husband's like, what's going on with my wife? My kids are like, mom, could you just stop running and talk to me? <laughs> pandemic time they're not in school they're at home i'm helping them with their homework and i just am like i'm not gonna not win this competition just because i'm your mom it was crazy everybody i just want to stop and say we i i was crazy we were crazy i was crazy my sisters were crazy my friend we were just doing some things that were so weird just in the name of competition i mean we got to a point where <laughs> if we got out of the house and we didn't have our fitness tracker with us we or our smartwatches with us, we would just be like, oh no, we're going back. My sister had a backup watch and then a backup battery to her backup watch. <laughs> and it was a disaster of a day when our fitness trackers couldn't pick up what we were doing. Like, are you kidding me? I just did 60 minutes and you picked up what? It was crazy, y'all. It was just crazy. I couldn't feel my feet. My feet were so numb, but I was like, I'm going to win this competition. Okay. I'm actually going to end there. <laughs> I like to do the cliffhanger thing. But I have to tell you, we were crazy. I, I, I just, I'm just going to full on admit that I was crazy. And I just wasn't going to stop because I wasn't going to not win. I just wasn't going to not win. And so what are the lessons that come to me in this space? And I just want you to pay attention that I was doing fine by myself until somebody came and told me I could win a competition. And what, what, what was the win at the end of this competition? So there's four of us in the competition. I think we put $50 in each category. So I think the potential for the win, I think between four of us, $600, it's not even that much money or how much craziness we were doing. And so. I was enough all by myself until all of a sudden I started comparing myself to other people. Even the first month of the competition, before I knew what my sisters and my friend were doing, I was just very much like, okay, this is my goal. This is what I can do. This is what I'm going to do. But the moment I allowed myself to start comparing myself to other people, I just went crazy. I was doing just, I, I mean, I just, I just, I, I, I was fine. I was fine. I was fine. And that's the lesson I want to just stop at. Because I have more to say. But I, I just want to share that I was fine. I was exercising daily. You know, most people just don't do that. I was, I was doing fine. But then, and I've got to just move on to lesson number two, is the moment I lost sight of me and all the progress I was making personally. I didn't used to be a person who used to exercise every day. I didn't. I 
you know, you know, it was kind of like a every so often type of exerciser. But I was exercising daily, which is actually really good. And I'd come a long way. And I was enough by myself. And instead of like acknowledging that, I mean, I got distracted. In a sense, I got deceived. And that leads me to lesson number two. Is that the moment I started comparing myself with someone else, the moment I allowed myself to be lured into competition, I lost control. Because here's the thing about competition. Here's the thing about measuring yourself against someone else. There is no end point. There is no win. Because the moment you eclipse them or the moment you do more than them, then they do more. And then you do more and then they do more. And so there is no end point. And, and to be honest, we found that out in the competition. I didn't know I could do over a million steps a month. And in fact, I started pushing towards two million. How does somebody do two million steps a month? Don't ask me. I was crazy. I couldn't feel my feet. I lost control the moment I started comparing myself to someone else. How's that relevant to hematology and academic medicine? Here we are. We've done so much. We've done so much. We, we, we are not where we used to be. We're doing fine. And all of a sudden, people tell us, well, yeah, you may be doing great, but Dr. So-and-so got their first grant and they're only in their second year of faculty. And all of a sudden, everything you've done, all the gains you've made up until this point, you just stop and you throw them away because somebody else has done more than you. And you're not even, it's not even a fair comparison. You're just taking one end point and you're comparing yourself to them. And all of a sudden, you're losing control trying to compete with them in an area in which you actually have no business competing. Because no, yeah, may, they may have been able to submit this big grant in their second year, but you're not ready for this big grant. But now you're pulling all-nighters, you're being crabby, you're being mean, you're doing crazy things just to catch up to the way that person is. Because you're not satisfied with who you are. You now want to demonstrate that you're better than that person. But, but who put you in competition with them? Somebody came and planted the idea in your mind, or maybe you planted it in yourself, that you needed to compete with them. You needed to measure yourself against them, and now you're, you're, just, you're just out of control. I was out of control in this competition. My sisters and my exercise buddy, we were all out of control. But as long as we were competing, and as long as one person could do a little bit more, and the rest of us just, we just went crazy. Each time we were trying to outdo each other, it would just always move the bar forward. And that leads me to lesson number three. We were hurting and ignoring our pain in the name of competition. I couldn't feel my feet. I'm not kidding. We finally ended that competition. And, and I'll tell the story of how the competition ended in the next podcast episode. So listen out for that. But I was hurting. My sisters were hurting. We were getting the kinds of injuries we'd never had before because we were exercising like we had never exercised before. Yeah, we looked good. We looked great. But we were hurting. And we pushed away our pain. We pushed away our discomfort because we wanted to win at all costs. My kids were trying to talk to me and I couldn't stop running because I wanted to win at all costs.
And so lesson number three is that the only competition that doesn't hurt you is the competition you do against yourself. Is when you measure yourself against the person you used to be and you measure yourself against the person you want to be. It's the only competition that doesn't hurt you. Because it's sustainable, you can see progress, and you always win. But when you're in competition with other people, when they are the measure for whether you've done well or not, you can never win. You have to push through pain. You have to ignore your, your, your suffering. Just because the only win at the end of the day is that you can say you've done better than they have. It's a trap. And it's a trap in hematology. It's a trap in academic medicine. It's a trap anywhere and everywhere. The moment you leave looking at yourself as the measure of how much better you could become, the moment you leave yourself as a standard against which you measure progress and start measuring yourself against other people, you lose control and you start to do things that hurt you and you push through the pain and you ignore it. Think about it. How many times have you opted not to have lunch so that other people could be impressed with your commitment? How many times have you opted to pull an all-nighter so that in the morning you could submit that thing and people would say, oh, wow, she did it. How many times have you done things to impress other people when you should be working hard to impress your future self? And I say that not in judgment. I was the person in this competition. I didn't even know I could be so crazy. I tell you the truth. I didn't know I could be so crazy. I didn't know that I could hurt so much and pretend I wasn't hurting at all. I didn't know that I could become a monster. And that's what competition will do. It will turn you into a monster. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a great story now. And I'll tell you next week how it ended. My calls to action are three. And number one is to decide what version of yourself you're striving for. Yeah, let me tell you the truth. You got a lot more to become. Like you're great and all, and I believe that you're phenomenal. But there's a lot more phenomenal that's got to come out of you. There is. There is so much more that you're becoming. That absolutely is true. But that is the future version of yourself. And that's the person you should be striving for. That's the person you strive for where everybody wins. I want you to think about how could you be so much better? What is the best version of yourself that you are striving for? And I want you to strive for that. I don't want you to look around and measure yourself by other people. Oh, she has a podcast. I don't. Or, oh, she has a business. I don't. Or, oh, she's published three papers. I've published none. Oh, she has grant funding. I don't. Stop it. What is the best version of you given your background? You know how far you've come. Goodness, you've come against the odds. No, don't compare yourself to somebody who's had a golden spoon in their mouth all their lives and they don't know they have a golden spoon. And don't despise them either. They have other things that they're working towards. But do you understand that your 
best version of you is what you need to become. And any other measurement against anybody else is a false competition and you shouldn't do it. Action item number two, pay attention to the things you're doing that are hurting you. Because in that competition, my feet hurt. They were numb. (laughs) My toes were numb. I totally ignored them, but I could tell that they were hurting. And the times when I wasn't running and the times where I wasn't trying to get more exercise minutes in, I knew it was hurting. I knew I couldn't feel them. I knew something was wrong. And I was ignoring all of that pain just so I could win. And I want to ask you to stop and pay attention to the things you're doing that are hurting you. Are you burning the candle at both ends just to meet somebody else's expectation of who you're supposed to be? Are you ignoring relationship with your children, your significant other, with your family, with your parents, just so that you can do this thing, win whatever it is that they've told you you're supposed to win? Are you neglecting to care for yourself or advance yourself or be more of you just because you're trying to be what the dominant culture says you're supposed to be? Pay attention to the things that are hurting you because it's not, it's not hidden. It's not secret. It is obvious. The pain is real. You can feel it. You're just pushing it away. And I want to ask you to please start feeling again. The competition is super, super heady. But I do want you to pay attention to the pain. Because I'm going to tell you next week how pain brought us to a stop. (laughs) It's a good story. You're going to want to tune in next week. But I want you to pay attention to the things you're doing that are hurting you. Because those are the signs of some things that you're going to need to stop doing. Pay attention to the things that are hurting you in your quest for your wonderful career because they are the signposts to the things you're doing that you're not supposed to be doing. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think you can identify them easily. I don't think I need to name them for you. I think you know what they are. I'm going to ask you to pay attention because if you don't, the pain doesn't get better. It gets worse and the damage can become irreparable and you don't want that. And that brings me to action item number three. People are going to ask you to compete. (laughs) You know, when I started, I was fine. And somehow I just allowed myself to be talked into competition because the shiny $600, whatever it was. They're going to come. And they're going to say, so-and-so is doing X, Y, Z. They're going to tell you, well, he has three grants. They're going to tell you, well, she's published six manuscripts. They're going to tell you, well, she's seeing 300 patients. That person has 700 RVUs. (laughs) There will always be people coming to invite you to compete. And I tell you, resist the temptation. It is super tempting. And when you get on that bandwagon like I did, you go so much further than you plan to go. It takes you where you did not want to be. 
And so I want to ask you that the easiest thing to do is to just not do the competition thing at all. And if you're if you're in your career and you're satisfied and you're striving for a better version of you, good for you. Good for you. I'm going to bet that there are more people listening to me who are in that bandwagon of competition. They're on that space where they're just like, I'm trying to be like them. And um, I'm going to say that there's going to be more and more invitations to compete. And I want to ask you to get ready, fortify yourself to resist the temptation. So you don't, you don't do that. You don't get there. And so I think that's all I I have for today. We've come to the end of the episode. And I just want to remind you again, you are the best version of yourself that you could ever be. But there is more. There's more of you coming. And that version of you, tomorrow's version, is so much more, so much more than the version that you have even today. Don't, Don't let somebody come and tell you that you're not enough and that you need to try to be like them. Take your eyes off. Take your eyes off. Focus on the future you that you're trying to become. Because that version of you is phenomenal. It's the version that will change the world. It's the version that will transform lives. And I want to invite you to go find that person and become her. Go find that person that you are going to become. Do everything you can to become that person. Because that person's not going to ask you to hurt yourself in the process of trying to become her. As you go on in your week, I want you to stand firm in the confidence and assurance of who you are, the confidence and assurance of the seed of greatness that is inside you that is being revealed slowly over time to the entire universe. You're amazing. Who you're becoming is even more incredible. And I want you to go out and make sure you meet her and make sure you become her. If you want to continue the conversation, meet online at coagcoach.com. Otherwise, I'll see you next time. Take care.